This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a bye week for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it is not a bye week for the rest of the NFL, so that means your fantasy football team is probably active. I know mine is. Joining us right now to talk some fantasy sports, it is Jeff Erickson from Rotowire, best fantasy analyst, best fantasy website in the business. Jeff, let's start with the Steelers being off this week and the team that they get next week. It's the LA Rams, so I'm sure some Steelers fans will have their eyes on them. What did you take away from how quickly Cooper Cup was incorporated back into the offense in terms of targets, yards, etc., and at the same time, Puka Nakua keeping up his yardage and his targets? Yeah, double-digit targets for for Cooper Cup in this first game, but Nakua got enough. He could eat. They could coexist. In fact, Nakua scored. Um, The odd man out was 2-2 Atwell, although he he did salvage his day with a touchdown, but it's pretty clearly it's uh, Cup and Nakua as your one-two there with the Rams receiving core. And Van Jefferson so far out, he's not even on the team anymore. He's now in Atlanta. Yeah, he's now in Atlanta Falcon. I think he got two snaps and one target, I think, in that last game. How, how do you see the dominoes falling receiving-wise with the Falcons these days? Uh, I don't see enough targets to go around to begin with there. But um, Matt Collins seemed to be falling a little bit out of favor there as the number two. So, they're just hoping for a little upside. I mean, all it was is like a future draft pick upgrade of or a round or something of that nature. So uh, they're not counting on a whole lot there, and it certainly won't be quick, immediate dividends, even if it does happen. From a fantasy perspective, what are the returns on Bijan so far? You know, he's legit. He's for real. Uh, last week we saw him bottled up. Uh, in fact, he coughed up a hole for the first time. But Houston really did a good job trying to concentrate on stopping him. Of course, that's why Desmond Ritter for, threw for and had a rushing touchdown of his own. Um, it wasn't a bad game plan. I mean, let's face it. It took a last-second field goal for uh, Atlanta to pull off the win. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think you're going to see a lot of teams try to do that and force Ritter to beat you and maybe have a better secondary than Houston has. When it comes to run defense, yeah, Tennessee's good at that. They got Baltimore this week, for instance. So, like, if you have Gus Edwards, what should you be thinking about Tennessee? Well, this is the first uh, 100-yard rusher that they've given up in, like, over 20 games, I want to say. Um, so, you know, I think Zach Moss, of all people, who knew that it was going to be that? Uh, Gus Edwards, I mean, you saw it in person. They didn't really want to go to him that much. They saw, you know, we saw Justice Hill get a little bit more work. Of course, he coughed up a big fumble in that one yeah. there. I mean, I mean there's, you could, you, there's a lot of goats on that uh, Baltimore side, and I don't mean greatest of all time. I mean the other connotation of it there. Um I don't think you're going to run a whole lot against Tennessee, and I certainly don't think Gus Edwards is that. 
uh, either. Uh, they, they have a hesitance to use them, uh, even in the goal line, which was surprising to me. What are you seeing as far as a trend, if anything, when it comes to these early start games, these teams that have players that have the early start in London? Do guys, skill position guys of note, usually get off to sluggish performances, or what What takeaways do you have from the London game so far? Well, well, certainly Buffalo got off to a sluggish start. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know what, though? Josh yeah. Allen wound up with not a bad fantasy day. It wasn't a good yeah, day. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you, if you were going up against him, you thought you were pretty good, and then the fourth quarter happened. Um, and it turns out that matters just as much. Um, and they were playing catch up too. Um, I, I, I think it's, uh, I, you know, I, I don't expect a shootout this week, uh, with, uh, Baltimore and Tennessee. I would never expect a shootout with Baltimore and Tennessee, London or elsewhere. Um, but I, I do think maybe it, you know, there's, there could be some sluggishness there. Buffalo came out on Friday. I believe Baltimore is already there. In fact, got there with her right away. I think they learned from last year. I don't know uh, Tennessee's travel schedule, actually. There's something I probably should know by now. But um, it is interesting to see different approaches taken by different teams. Obviously, Jacksonville had the luxury of being there two weeks. Um, and I think that mattered a little bit, too. We talked about a couple of these guys, but I'll throw this one, that this issue that I'm facing with one of my teams out there, because I'm sure a lot of people are, James Conner. He goes on injured reserve. Uh, that's a loss for me. It's certainly a loss for a lot of people. Uh, given that, I've got to figure out who I'm going to slot in as my second running back behind Raheem Mostert. And I just benched him last week. I wasn't unhappy about it. It worked out fine for me. I had a huge day, even though he was on the bench. Do I go back to Ramondre Stevenson? Do I try Gus Edwards? Uh, we talked about Atlanta. I, I could use Algier. Uh, any of those guys jump out to you as a replacement for Connor? No, I don't. I almost might look at Emery DeMicardo from Arizona just because of the possibility of the unknown. Uh, or Deonta Foreman on the Bears with Cleo Herbert out. In fact, I might go Foreman first in that okay. uh, that, that grouping. Um, obviously, we have to see what the status is of Roshan Johnson. He was in the he's in the concussion protocol. Did not practice on Wednesday. Um, obviously, these things kind of take their own path. Every concussion is different, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, even if Johnson plays, you know that uh, Foreman will be active this week. The question is. What sort of role will they have? But I mean, that's a possibility. I'm trying to find someone that I, I has a good I has a chance of ge- being the primary back. Those other options you have there, none of them strike me as someone that's going to be taking the lead back role, barring an in-game injury. What's the word in LA about Eckler? Uh, well, Eckler himself said he's 99% sure he's going to come back this week. Our problem is he plays on Monday night. Anybody that has Aaron Jones knows that that could be a problem. So you have to pay attention to their practice reports beginning on Thursday. They, you know, they don't have their first practice until Thursday. Coming off the bye, he and Saquon Barkley are big problem ranks this week. Barkley plays Sunday night. Similar lack of all uh, pivots, alternatives. If in case Barkley does not play, with the added bonus that you get that Giants offensive line to boot there on that one there. Receivers, I'm going up against this week, and this is for a team, by the way, my club that almost put 200 fantasy points on the board last week. So I'm very happy with that output. Um, I go up against Marquise Brown, DK Metcalf, and Godwin. How do you think those guys will perform this week? No, but Metcalf and Godwin coming off of bye weeks uh, should be in pretty good situations. Although Godwin's got a kind of a sneaky, tough matchup against Detroit. Uh, but watch to see what happens with Mike Evans. Remember when we lost saw the Bucks, Evans got hurt in the second quarter against the uh, Saints with that hamstring injury, and Godwin got a lot of targets in the second half of that game. So. 
we may see more of the same uh, with that, which means obviously Godwin would be a pretty good smash play there. What about your Bengals? What's the status of T. Higgins? That's one that's chief of mind for me. Higgins, we're not quite sure on yet. Uh, Burrow has obviously looked the best he's done all season, and it's really all about that. It's really, can Burrow move around just even a little bit in the pocket? It makes create some time so they can let some patterns develop. We saw that happen last week. I hope it's not a desert mirage. I hope it's something that's enduring uh, because it, it looked great. I mean, he and Jamar Chase really is always open. It's true. Um, and obviously, without Higgins, he got fed and fed and fed again. 15 catches, set a team record. Has any of this helped Tyler Boyd? You know, Tyler Boyd had a touchdown called back due to a penalty. It could have been a pretty decent day for him. Um, and by the way, Higgins was limited at practice uh, on Wednesday, so that's something to watch for there. But it's going to have to go the full week cycle there to see what his status is. Uh, Boyd, you know, against Seattle, maybe that could be a decent setup. When we last saw Seattle, they were uh, just sacking Daniel Jones with impunity. Um, and I'm curious to see uh, if that, that was – you know, all put on the Giants, you know, sieve-like offensive line, or if there really is something to that Seattle pass rush. Um, and because the Bengals, they give up a few their share of sacks, so they might they might be able to do the same against Cincy this week. You know what defense I'm going up against is San Francisco against Cleveland, with or without Deshaun Watson. I don't like that. Oh, yeah, it's scary. Um, yeah, the Niners defense put it on lockdown on Dak last week. Um, and if they're going up against P.J. Walker, they got to be licking their chops. It, it, that's the one thing. If, if Deshaun Watson does not play, it'll be P.J. Walker, not Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I think DTR established he is not ready for the prime time just yet. I've got D.J. Moore. I basically won my fantasy league in my touchdown-only format or touchdown-heavy format on Thursday night, thanks in part to him. He was fantastic. Does he have a chance to go off again this week? Sure. Yeah, I like that whole matchup against Minnesota. And I, I think the Bears two weeks running have kind of seen how, oh, hey, we've got this really good ret- uh, wide receiver that we traded for to be Justin Fields' number one receiver. Maybe we should use him a little bit more. That seemed to work out pretty well. And it, you know what it did is it also unlocked the tight end. Uh, it made uh, Cole Komet that more open, too, because they had to account for more and more often. I think you know they rid themselves of uh, Claypool, and it just wasn't working. I think it was a malaise hanging over the team. Took care of that. Um, this, this Bears offense has looked so much better the last two weeks. I think some of it is them, them figuring things out, and some of it is the fact that they play, they faced uh, Denver and Washington the last two weeks. They're two very friendly matchups. This is a pretty friendly matchup against Minnesota, too, though. i got Kyren Williams going up against me in both leagues. What's he going to do to me playing Arizona? Uh, it's not going to be pretty, Tim. Uh, it's, <laughs> you know, you got to hope that those are, you know, at least in your touchdown league, at least it's uh, passing touchdowns, maybe. I need a little help on a defense decision too, Jeff. Do I take Detroit's defense against Tampa or Jacksonville's defense against Indy? Yeah, close call. Uh, neither of those are like um, awesome, like you got to use sort of spots. I personally have Detroit ahead of Jacksonville, 10 and 14 respectively. Tight ends, I finally got two good days from my tight ends. I got Kittle in one league, touchdown heavy. I got Goddard in a standard scoring league. Uh, Was that just an agenda on both those teams to finally get those guys involved, particularly Kittle in the red zone, or do you see that catching on and and staying in momentum moving forward? I think it's just going to vary from week to week. I mean, in both cases, those teams have so many mouths to feed. One week it'll be Devonta Smith that's the odd man out like it was last week. Sometimes it'll be Goddard. 
Same thing with the Niners. I mean, Kittle scored three times, but he only had four targets. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, it just happened to be, okay, the tight end's open. Okay, let's go there. And we saw this though last year. I mean, Brock Purdy was supposed to make Kittle a better fantasy player. He was last year, at least. He unlocked Kittle a lot of times last year. So there'll be other days like this. Um, I, you know, Obviously, both guys are guys you're starting every week. I've got a flex decision to make for a third receiver. Jacoby Myers or Tank Dell? Dell is not going to play this week in the concussion. And is Myers he out? Has he been ruled out already? Okay. He has been ruled out. And Myers popped up on the injury report today. So the answer might be none of the above. But uh, well, Myers guess, obviously <laughs> by default now. I guess T, I guess T. Higgins better get healthy then because he's the guy that one of these guys has to play instead of. So. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, keep an eye. Like if you're in desperate, I don't know how deep your league is, but. You know, keep an eye on John Mechie because uh, he'll probably get more snaps. If you're looking to find, if KJ Osborne's out there, uh, absolutely pick up KJ Osborne first of Minnesota with Justin Jefferson out at least four weeks. So you know, it's, you know, number our, our one point one is out on IR right now. It's not a good time. Yeah, how are people responding? Are those the names that you're seeing picked up in most leagues? Yeah, I mean, Jordan Addison becomes like a right around top twenty receiver now. Uh, it's time for him to step up in class. And Osborne was already getting a lot of snaps. Now he's going to get more targets. Brandon Powell's the third guy, but I think Hawkinson's actually the guy that really benefits. He's my number one tight end this week. My opponent's got Hawkinson, and my opponent's got Laporta. So you think he should stick with Hawkinson then? I think you use one of them in the flex. It's that good. Oh, wow. So let me look and just see what else he might have there in that regard. Pierce and Robinson are his running backs. Waddle and Wilson are his wide receivers. And he's got a third, a third running backs Williams, who we talked about already. So you might flex one of those guys, huh? Yeah, I might. Um, I mean, look, the Lions are finding ways to get Laporta involved. You gotta love it, Jeff. What can people find at RotoWire this week? You got my rankings. You got all sorts of like uh, dig behind. You know, so if you want to dig into the snap counts, the uh, target shares, routes run, the type of routes run, you got all sorts of good in-depth articles on that. Uh, obviously hockey started this week, uh, but so I have a draft that is going to finish up by Thursday. Uh, we're doing a nice little slow draft. We only play when the NHL has seven or more games. Anyhow, NBA starting right around the corner. All that you can check out. Rotowire.com slash radio. Get you a free peek behind the paywall. No credit card required. How high have people been taking Bedard out of curiosity? Well, so I'm in a keeper league, so it's a little different. We only keep three players, but he was the 1.1 because the theory is we're going to be keeping him forever. So, you know, getting that first pick was huge. I had the third pick, so that wasn't as huge. Yeah, whoever got him number one might want to be keeping him forever. I, I think he's... Yeah, I, 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 hey, he's a generational talent. Uh, I, I don't know if he'll become McDavid, but he's going to be pretty darn good. We know so, that. You know what? When people say he's going to be McDavid, he's going to be Sid. I watched him last night here in Pittsburgh in the opener. You know who I compare him to? Patrick Mahomes. He's got a release from anywhere. He, he can yeah. he can let it go with torque, with full velocity from any angle, any delivery point, and he's got great feet. He reminds me of Mahomes. I don't know if he reminds me of another hockey player, but that's that's the guy I think of when I watch him. Another, But yet another way of saying generational talent, either way. Appreciate it, Jeff. Have a good week. All right. Thanks, Tim. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire.